Welcome to the Theology High Podcast. Thank you guys again for joining me today. And today is Thursday. Uh, Thursday, June 25th. And today is going to be our devotion. And today our devotion is called The Snow Hair. Our Bible reading, if you want to join me or if you just want to Hear it. It is First Peter chapter four, verses one through five, number nineteen. So we're gonna read it, and it's I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, "Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh." has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, reveal rice, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries in regard to these they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead 19 it says therefore let those who suffer according to the will of god Commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. Amen. The story goes as this. A young snow hare was once playing happily outside in the snowy hole in the yard, protecting. (laughs) I totally skipped a line. Let me read this again. A young snow hare was once playing happily outside in the snowy hole in the yard, where his family lived. His white fur made him almost invisible against the snow, protecting him from the hawks that sometimes flew overhead. Suddenly, a little mouse appeared. The snow haired invited the mouse to play, and they became friends as they played in the snow near the snow hare's home. The mouse returned next, next day and the next and the new friends played together each day. Then one day the mouse said, Hey, let's play out at my house. The snow hare looked around. Where is your house? I live in, the, in a big house where people live. The mouse answered, My family and I live in a coal cellar. We can play in the coal and have a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I don't know. The snow answered, I'm supposed to stay close to, the, to our hole. My mom doesn't like me to go where she can't hear me. She looked skyward. They are hawks up there, you know. Oh, don't be a wimp, the mouse answered. The hawks aren't going to get you. You'll be playing inside a big house in the cellar. No big bad bird's going to see you in there. Well, the young hare answered. I guess it won't hurt just this once. Besides... He didn't want his friend to think he was a wimp. The snow hare 
and the mouse scampered off to the coal cellar, where the mouse's family lived. They climbed and played ro and rolled in the coal until it started to get dark. And the snow hare knew he'd better get home. And he said goodbye to his mouse friend and ran from the coal cellar as fast as his legs could carry him. High in the sky, a hawk circled, scanning the landscape for the next meal. Suddenly, something caught his eye. It was a snow hare whose white fur had become almost black from the coal. Racing across the snowy white ground toward his home, the hawk dove to the ground, and in a flash, he snatched the snow hare in his talons and carried him off. To this day, snow hare families tell the story of the young snow hare who came to a sad end because he let a friend talk to him into a wrong choice. What do you guys think about that? That was a pretty good story, huh? They reflect, do your friends ever talk to you? Do your friends ever talk to you into wrong or harm, harmful behaviors? What do you usually do? Do you think friends who try to get you into do wrong or are good for you or bad for you? Why? Who usually gets hurt or in trouble when you let your friends talk you into doing wrong? You or your friends? Now, that's very interesting. I have a, a little story about how, you know, I guess you could call it uh, peer pressure or or you just wanted to be liked. There was this there was this kid that we grew up with. And he was he was a troublemaker. And don't get me wrong. I was a troublemaker, too. <laughs> OK, but this guy was a little bit more than me. And one day, you know, we just uh, he there was this house that was abandoned or it seemed to us that no one lived there. And, you know, we went inside the house and, yeah, no one lived there and stuff. And so us as kids, we just started destroying the house. We literally went in there, broke windows. Uh, there is paint. We threw the paint all over the place. Uh, we just made a big mess. And what happened? We got in trouble. I got in trouble. Way worse than he did. You know, I remember it, it was crazy, man. It was like a, a scene of a movie. You know, we were coming out and then all of a sudden there's like sheriffs and police officers just, you know, like uh, breaking all hard and sliding, you know, in their cars and and coming out and, and telling us to, you know, uh, raise our hands. And, and we were we, we were small kids. We were about, I don't know. I was in middle school, so probably, I don't know, 10, 9 years old. I'm really bad at ages, like my age-wise. Uh, but, yeah, that happened, you know, just because I wanted to have friends and, and you know, kind of be liked, and that's kind of what happened. 
you know, and that wasn't that wasn't a good friend. And obviously, you know, from there, you know, we we didn't really uh, kick it together anymore, which was really good. So just think about this in your daily life. You know, who is your real friends? Because there's friends that are not going to expect anything from you or or they're not going to want you to hurt yourself or or make you feel a certain way or or call you names and stuff like that like you don't need those type of friends you don't you know it's like people that start getting close to god and they start reading the word and they start you know uh changing you know and then they start making you feel bad because oh man you know you used to be like this and now you're like this you know and now you can't even have fun that's one of the things that's probably one of the dumbest things i've ever heard because you're a christian you can't have fun that's that's just dumb that's really dumb i've had a bunch of fun and and i didn't need to drink i didn't need to uh you know smoke or or go to parties or you know go to you know uh, uh clubs or I, I didn't have to do all that to have fun there's so many other things that you can do to have fun. You can join a you can join a a, a sport group. You can join uh, the gym. You can uh, join boxing, martial arts. You can join a bunch of things that you can do, and at the same time, you'll have you'll meet friends. You can go hiking. You can go you know riding bikes. You can work on a car. You can just you know one of the things that I don't really understand. I mean now. I remember when I would just go to people's houses and even my wife is like, why do you do that? You just can't go in and, and go to people's houses without letting them know that you're going. When I grew up, I would just go to people's houses and they were, and if they weren't there, they weren't there. We would go to, you know, we would just see what else we could do. But now it's like, you gotta make, you gotta make, you gotta make an appointment to visit your friends. Yes. The whole world is busy. Yes. And especially right now, we're all in lockdown. Well, I mean, I guess we're not really in lockdown anymore, but there's people, there's more people at, at home right now and, and we can't go visit you. Why? Because you're watching TV. Why? Because you're laying, you're laying on the bed, just chilling. I don't know, man. For me, I, I love to visit friends. I love to be around people. That's just me. But don't let, don't let other people confuse you or what's the word I'm looking for. Don't, don't you, don't feel like you're being peer pressure. So Here's my prayer. Heavenly Father, Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you because without you, God, we're, we're nothing. We thank you for the people that are listening. We thank you for the people that uh, want to change their life, want to get to know you more. We ask you, Jesus, to bless their hearts, their mind, their soul, their spirits, God. We ask you to be with them. Whoever is listening to this, we ask you to be with them. Whatever they might be going through, whatever they um, might be uh, searching, we ask you, Jesus, for you to be in their life. We ask you to answer their prayers. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. We love you. We magnify you. We thank you because you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we love you. We thank you. God, it can be really hard to do the right thing when 
when my friends are trying to talk me into doing wrong things. Help me to keep on doing what is right and help me to be an example to my friends instead of letting them get me into trouble. Let me be an example. Because one day we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when you're going to come. But we want to be able to be with you, God. We want to be with you for all eternity. It doesn't matter if people don't believe it. It doesn't mean that it's not true. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you for being with me again. God bless you guys. And thank you for joining me again. I appreciate it. God bless you guys.